That beer I just named, what? Lily Colacopolo, was one of my favorites, especially in the summer. Uh-huh. They've changed it. They're not making that anymore. Now they're making one called Island Rascal. I, I hope it's like you need something to like really kind of you know t-bone your your taste buds. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, and the and the passion fruit that was in there at the very beginning, like all the ways they're making the Lily Coca-Cola, was delicious. But now they've gone to this like, oh, we're going to use the same big batch, and then we're going to flip part out it to flavor it towards the end. And it's like no, because it was it was such a good beer, and now it's like no, Island beers can't be boring. That's just not a thing. Yeah, it's not, and, it's and that's the problem. It's, 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 it's become boring. You know what I mean here? Wow. Because I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. It's okay, James. There's other beers. That's exactly right. And they're not going to drink themselves. <laughs> That's exactly right. Did you know that over $5 trillion exchanges hands on a daily basis? That's an average of over $220 billion an hour. Now, how does this much money move every single day? And why does it move the way it does? Here on Drunkenomics... Two bartenders who also happen to be students at the University of Nebraska Graduate School of Business are going to sit down and drink to the global economy and try and translate it into English. So sit back, relax, pour yourself a stiff one, and have a drink with us to the comedy that is the global economy. Okay, yep, that's it. Welcome back to another presentation of Drunkenomics. This is the drinking podcast with an economics problem. So glad you all can join us. And this week, I've stopped paying attention to the VIX. I'll be dead honest with you. Okay, what did I just say? I said I stopped paying attention to it. And I I did intentionally. (laughs) Yeah, okay, because you just like to brag. No, I'm actually surprised it's that low. Well, why? Did you, I mean, did you think it was going to be above 40? The NASDAQ volatility index is above 40, if that's mm-hmm. any consolation to you. I did. But I did, actually. With, well, congratulations, um, because once again, that makes you the more gracious host in James Goldwater. And then that makes me, once again, for like the hundredth time, at least this year, uh, I'm your less gracious host. And my name is Aaron Wong. So glad you all can join us. Hopefully you have a nice stiff one in front of you. This week for me, it's Irish whiskey, because... I can't afford the well, ride. After the week, we after after this Friday, and then today, the thirteenth, so this Monday, you don't have a stiff drink, what you a, might need one. What a weekend, um, especially if you're a crypto holder. But before we get into ooh. all that, uh, real quick, at Drunkenomical, dear UNK, you know my CL. That's us on what is it, Met, the Metaverse? Because they're officially META now. Yep, in the Metaverse. That's yeah. Facebook and Instagram on, and then Twitter. In, Twitter. Elon Musk's right. company. Uh, it's Maybe. also at Drunkenomical, dear UNK. Yes, I know. Seriously. A lot of controversy there, but uh, at Drunkenomical, D-R-U-N-K, you know, my C-L. Also, LinkedIn, uh, I think it's just LinkedIn.com slash Drunkenomics or something along those yeah, lines. I'm sure, if right. you just, I'm sure if you just search Drunkenomics on LinkedIn, it, you'll find us. It's going to come up. If, if you, you find, find anyone else, let us know, because that's a thing yeah, we that's, need to talk about. Yeah. I, well, I mean, if someone does, if we do have fake Drunkenomics accounts, I'd consider that a badge of honor, to be honest with you. Obviously... Probably should do something about it at some point, but you know, I'm yeah. like, wow, someone's trying to knock us off. That's it's pretty cool. Uh, and then, of course, if you want to add me individually, I don't care. I feel the same way. Add me, send me. Yep, go ahead yeah. and send me that um, connection request. I'll yeah. almost certainly say yes. Same here, as long as you're a real human being. Um, but yeah, dude, uh, I guess the big thing, in case you missed it, if which you know, if you did miss it, I, you know, ignorance is bliss. It really is. But <laughs> in case you missed it. Friday, what a day. Today, also what a day. Today is Monday, the 13th of June. But Friday, what a day. What did we see on Friday again? We saw um, the Consumer Confidence Report came out, and we got um, CPI, new, the new CPI numbers. Oof, yeah. 
So the funny thing was May CPI came out at CPI in May was eight point three, I think. Yeah, about uh, there. which was lower, which was lower than I think they projected eight point four. I thought they projected eight point four that month. Yeah, well, so it, May came out lower than expectations, but the other thing too that we saw was that it kind of plat like March and April kind of plateaued. It was pretty level, and then May it fell. A so CPI, so. yes, yeah, CPI was CPI in April was higher. May went back down. Or got, sorry, this I'm backwards. The May report that reported the CPI data of April, and the April report that reported the CPI data of March. Yes, so that declined, and then the June report that reported the CPI data in May, uh, which is the one that came out on Friday, that came in at eight point six percent. I'm sorry if I kind of spun your head around, but basically the most recent inflation report, which really culminates the data from May, the month yeah, of May. The previous month, yes, preceding month. Came in at 8.6%. They expected 8.3. So they really, they, they, yeah. it, ex- it exceeded the report and set the highest inflation in 50 years? In 40, 40 years no, or something 80, like that. Since, the, since 81 or something. 80, yeah, uh, since, yeah, Paul Vol- like it was like his, yeah, yeah the Paul Volcker, Volcker days or whatever. Stopped. And time. Well, yeah, exactly. Which is funny because everybody now compares him to Volcker, which is kind of like, I mean, there's no way Volcker was popular, was he? There's, there has, Absolutely there's not. no, no way. He, um, yeah. he did what there's, was right because no, because he knew that no one liked him. Or, yeah. Or could. Well, I think Jerome Powell is kind of sitting in the same chair right now. Uh, uh-huh. Nobody likes him. Yeah. Uh, I, Unfortunately, I like him. It might just be I us. don't know if I like him, but well, I feel bad for him. I'm indifferent. I don't dislike him. Okay, same here. I, I'm, I'm indifferent about Jerome Powell. When people blame Jerome Powell for this stuff, it just doesn't make any sense to me. But not that he has no blame. But yeah, Well, you know, yeah, it's no, just, I'd say 40% him, yeah, 30% it, him. And the rest of it's the totality of everything else, right? So it's yeah, it's, but the, but even that thirty percent is not necessarily him. It's his political pressures. I mean, it's, it's so many other oh, yeah, things. No, it's, that, that I mean, like he, is, it's the Fed, and he's in charge of the Fed. Yeah, so exactly. Blame him. Yeah. So I mean, when you got to blame somebody, what do you do? You blame the guy in charge. You know, rule number one for drunkenomics. So yeah, that was the huge, the big news on uh, on Friday. And I think what was really shocking too was that, okay, so the April report came in at 8.3, I believe. And then mm-hmm. May came in above that. So like the April report that came out last month in May, everybody was saying then, okay, maybe inflation peaked. Like, and even I said that, like I said, I said, okay, the Fed, what the Fed is doing is working with QT or the, not even QT, but the announcement of QT at the time and the raising of interest rates, it's kind of working. Okay, here I mean, we are. Uh, so, I mean, hey, you know, consumer confidence, the spirit animal of the American people right now is 50.2, yeah. which is the lowest score since they started, since the survey began, right? So it's- And so what's the so thing? Right yeah. now you've got, if the animal spirits are getting negative. Inflation yeah. numbers are at 40-year highs. And you've yeah. got a Fed that, you know, uh, as we had been saying, you've we got have, to raise yeah. rates. Because if, if everyone's like, oh, you know, and I even remember what we did devil's advocate of like, what's the point in raising rates now? And the only and the response was, well, there's no reason not to. Like, yeah. there will be problems in the immediate future and aftermath of this, given the amount yeah. of quantitative easing that's occurred. And so you need to have some interest rates in place that you can yeah. short, you can, when things are getting bad, you can drop things a little bit to, to affect it. But mainly you need to tighten well, that supply up. Essentially, you, so like, you know, raising interest rates would basically be like, you know, you ever seen the movie Thelma and Louise? I have not. Wow. Okay. Well, this is a terrible analogy then. If you haven't seen You're it. In. Everybody get your uh, drinks ready. Analogies, they, analogies are no, one I, drink. I, I, and, I can't, I can't, and, I can't do it because I'm spoiling the movie. Like, oh. I can't do it. It's a really famous scene. I thought like everybody has seen the movie. Like really, you haven't seen them. You haven't seen Thelma and Louise. It's a really Scott movie. I have not. Wow. 
Whatever. Dang it. I can't make this analogy because it's a really good movie. I don't want to spoil the movie. Like, it's a really Scott. Dude, it's Brad I'm Pitt's first. The, I'm familiar you know, with Harvick the film. I haven't seen the film. It, it Brad Pitt's breakout role. So. Oh, man. Okay. Well, I guess I can't make this analogy. Um, and I'm not going to make a similar one, but basically it's just a pumping the brakes en route to disaster. That's, that's essentially what raising interest rates super fast would be doing. Right. Yeah, it's, and it's, maybe it could reverse it. Like, it's, it, it's, depending yeah, you're on how for, it goes. You're heading for an intersection. You see something in front of you. You go ahead and you, you tap the brakes. Yeah. You tap the brakes when you're approaching a red light. And I don't know, like if you tap the brakes too hard, uh, something could go wrong. You know, like you could lose control of the car and flip the car, but tap uh, the bra- you don't tap the brakes you know, enough and you're still going to hit the Then thing, you're going to so. crash into the train or whatever yeah. it is. Gosh, I do feel like I spoiled Thelma and Lisa just by saying that, but whatever. I, but it doesn't so matter. There's a, there's a train um, accident. No, no, it's not a train accident. Whatever. I, I just, just go just go watch the movie. Once you see the end, you'll be like, oh, I see what I you're saying. I get it now. Okay, I will. I will. We'll see with Harvey Keitel. Back and, next week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So watch it and then uh, whatever. Not important. Either way. <laughs> Uh, that's what it is. I, I don't know. I To me, I just feel bad for the Federal Reserve. And it's only because, like, I don't know, like, they're given this giant responsibility, and then all of a sudden they get hit with something that they had nothing, they had no idea what it was. They did a knee-jerk reaction, and now they think that they should do the exact opposite knee-jerk reaction to reverse the initial impacts of the first knee-jerk reaction, right? Yes, to follow follow that one and, and i get it it's uh those of you listening we're gonna need some breadcrumbs but um no yeah no they reacted very strongly to well uh, now they, th- they put a lot of money out there and now they've got to very quickly and now they've got to yeah. uh, get the money out of there and and to be fair and i understand to their credit they have to get the money out more slowly than they put it in yeah right help us get um, unused to it yeah. yeah you can't it's it's but at the same time, I think the the rate they initially picked was too slow. And I think Wednesday, yeah. when when they raised rates by seventy five basis points, essentially doubling interest rates. You think they're going to do that on Wednesday? Because that's the big. I mean, Wednesday I is a meeting. That's, I do. I, I, I don't so. see how they can't. They can't do fifty. Fifty didn't do. They did a quarter, and then they did fifty. And yeah. a quarter didn't. And a quarter was because oh, Russia did something mean. And fifty was yeah. the market has not responded. Here's the thing: inflation is still increasing. They're combating yeah. it. But here's the thing. If you don't combat it fast enough, if you- But if, what I want to know is like, okay, so if you raise interest rates by 75 basis points, does that all of a sudden, I mean, does that all of a sudden bring down commodity prices? Because I don't no. think it does. And I don't no. think it brings- No, it doesn't. It doesn't. But what? But the thing is you have to, what'll bring down commodity prices is the fact that gasoline's now, you know what, nationwide, the average, it's over It's over $5. So five bucks a, be- uh, a gallon. A, yeah, a gallon now. Um, so when you yeah. see gasoline up that high, you know, oil's high- Industrial yeah. output is going to slow. It just has yeah. to. It just has to. Because prices are going to go up. But the thing is, but to it, move it around the world too yeah. is also exactly. So the cost of, the cost of moving so. things is more expensive. So so maybe and this is where we run into the interesting point of like where maybe that uh, whatever was being made in China and shipped across the the U.S. for fifty cents yeah. or uh, say fifty cents five cents a unit. Maybe now that's seven, seven cents. cents a unit, and that makes it in. You know, it's totally. You're now well, it's indifferent. It's a forty percent increase. Yeah, but it's a forty percent increase. If you think about it, right? Yeah. Five no, to seven. That's increase in your in your cost. But maybe right. yeah. that now makes it indifferent with the seven cent Canadian or American product. That okay, it costs me this, and I can buy it from here. Fine, I'll do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the nice thing, and also the not nice thing about the supply chain concerns that we're seeing is that because of these concerns, like. Globalization, like, is we're becoming less. 
dependent on globalization. We're looking less towards globalization as a solution for the global supply chain. Yeah, it's no longer just we'll just get it in China. There's we'll geopolitical just, issues. We'll just have it shipped in. Now yeah. it's, well, actually, that's pretty important to my basic industry. Yeah. In an emergency, I'm going to need that. So maybe it's time to start making this at home again. Yeah, exactly. In the event that Shanghai decides to just cease economic activity for like two weeks because of COVID. Beijing decides it's not going to buy coal for six months from Australia. Yeah, or whatever it is. Textile factories aren't running. Yeah, so whatever it is, it's like all of a sudden, okay, you know, and and it's led to decisions like Intel building a a foundry in Ohio and in Arizona. Arizona. And and, um, Taiwan is building another one and expanding their campus. Yeah, and then Texas Instruments, I think, is doing something too. I forget. I mean, there's a bunch. I I mean, a lot of- Yeah, we're finally finally starting to see it. So it's it's just bringing certain critical processes back home, back onshore. Exactly. But I mean, with inflation just kind of all over the world just being as bad and as drastic as it is. I mean, uh, as I said th- last week, Turkey's at 73.5% yeah, year over year. That's because, I mean, I don't know, whatever President Erdogan is smoking, like I said last week as well, Ooh. I mean, I must, it sounds like I got to try at least once, you know, it's right, whatever no, no, it is. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Whatever that is, it's nuts. Yeah, whatever it is, I'll try it once and the next thing you know, I'll be in rehab. It's marijuana, not even once. Yeah, exactly. But to be honest with you, I'm kind of caught between a rock and a hard place because I'm just like, you know, I'm glad we have a Federal Reserve that can just raise interest rates whenever inflation gets out of control. But at the same time, like, if the free market just kind of had its free reign, would inflation ever get to this point? You know? Well, Volcker essentially had the market set market interest rates to combat inflation. That's and that's mm-hmm. so that's what he did. He just said essentially, okay, what inflation would you? What interest rate would you be charging, for lack of a better term? But what interest right. rate would you be charging in this inflationary market? And that's how you got 19 percent interest rate on loans. Yeah, that's that's insane. I mean, that is that's huge yeah. numbers. But at the same time, you ask the people that are in the business of loaning money and borrowing money when they say, yeah, this is what we'd have to do. It, when we're seeing these kinds of numbers, these are the numbers we have to do to protect ourselves. Well, then maybe you sit here yeah. and you go, okay, well. I'll be honest with you, 50, 50 basis points to 75 basis points, that ain't going to cut it. You yeah, know? well, especially Less than 1% ain't going to do shit. Yeah. I mean, if you say it like that, I guess that kind of makes sense. But like, I, I don't know. I think the market right now, I mean, you, you saw the carnage on Friday. Mm-hmm. You also saw the carnage today. 2%, I, I think, across the board, both days. You know, 2% on Friday, 2% more today. More than 2%. Uh, more than two, yeah. I thought it went back to 2%, but I forget. It was I, about I 2% it on Friday, and today when I looked at the close, it was- I, I, couldn't, I couldn't watch it anymore. 2.8 on the like, Dow, uh, it closed 3.9 on the S&P. NASDAQ yeah. was 4.7. Oh, God, that's that's awful, man. That like I couldn't watch it into the close. Russell 2000, 4 point, you know, 4.75. Oh, yeah. Well, did, four and three quarters. Did you see that the IWM, which is the Russell 2000 ETF, their put call ratio was 5.11 today. So five puts for five, every 5.11 five puts, puts for every call? Yeah, for every put option that was, for every call that was bought, there were five puts bought. Yeah, that's, that's that's all that. insane. Don't they say that when it starts to, when it goes from, what what is it, at point seven is when they start to say okay you're starting to head towards you know, what one yeah, is but, exactly one to one is is like normal business anything over no, no, no. 1.2 normally speaking like say, so oh, most companies don't because everybody's usually bullish on companies so like yeah. in this cycle the put call ratio just across the board i think is super high i, I don't i don't know oh but, yeah uh, yeah i mean like the spx i saw at one point today was 1.8 uh, the put call ratio but normally speaking like whenever i pull up apple even like in a even on a bad day right the put call ratio is like 0.6 Okay, you know, so it is. It's, it's po- yeah. So, so it is point seven, so, I think. So yeah. it's point seven, and when it starts to go above point seven, is when you start to see 
more recessionary fear. That's yeah. just because the I mean, markets don't. Re- and then under 0.7 is when you start to see more of a bullish instinct in the market. Probably, yeah. That sounds about right. Because, like, I mean, but, yeah. I mean, it, it's tough because it, it really just depends, right? Yeah. Like, which is, which is, <laughs> I would say, uh, which is like, like really, really looking at one, you'd say, like, okay, if you put there's a call, and that just tells people, like, yeah, people don't necessarily know what's going to happen. Right. But and yeah, that's why, for exactly. some reason, it's not 1.2. Anything above 1.2, and it's like, yeah. There's there is extreme concern about recession. So five. Let's well, put it this way: whether it's 0.7 or 1.2, 5.1 for the small caps. Yeah, little high. For the small caps. I mean, those. So the small caps was 5.1. Large caps was around two. Let's just say two because I, I saw. I mean, all day today it was kind of hovering around 1.8, Still, it's yeah. crossed that so, border into the point where apparently a lot of people who are playing the options game think there's a recession on the horizon. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously. Okay. So if you just look at the forecast of the SPX. Based on the options market, it's obviously it's it's bearish, and then on top of that, the small caps. I mean, people are betting on the small caps to get killed. Like, so it's you know, I, I don't know where they're buying the puts. Like, I don't know what structure they're buying the puts. At. I just know the yeah. put call ratio is is what it is. But man, that that was ugly. That was not fun to see. Well, I mean, um, neither was neither was the close today. Neither was where we closed today. Oh yeah, so and then Tim, the opening for the yeah, yeah, and then the opening was that where you're gonna get it? Well, you, I was. I was, was, I, was you, say, you, I was gonna say. And then this, the opening. Uh, so for Tim, whenever you mentioned Tim, Tim and our Australian friends, always you Australia. guys had a you guys had a, a holiday on Monday. So the markets yeah. were closed. How Fantastic. I hope I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed a three day weekend after that Friday because yeah, seriously because it was bad across the board. But you opened today, and it looked like you opened down five percent on Tuesday. So Tuesday yeah. your time, no, and uh, it doesn't look like you yeah, opened S&P down five percent. You opened down five percent. <laughs> yeah, you, it's. I mean, okay, I don't know what it's yes, at now. You but... opened down. Um, I'm still seeing that they opened down five percent. It's what I'm seeing on my, on my numbers. Yeah. But um, that that is one thing I was going to say. But I was also going to say because Tim truly hates my Australian accent. Yes. Very, we're in bear yeah. country, mate. Yeah, we're in bear country, Tim, mate. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I mean, are you, are you? How sorry are you? Not, I mean, I'm not. I, mean, I, I feel know. bad. One of these days, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it right, and Tim will deny this forever. But I'm gonna it's get it never, right, and it's. Uh, it's are you though? I mean, no, what, absolutely I mean, not. I, I'm gonna I mean, I'm gonna do the most bogan accent I possibly can. Well, you know, in works, all fairness, for a while we were in kangaroo territory where it was just kind of hopping up and down, but yeah. consolidating sideways. Well, and then now now we're in bear market. You know, yeah, we're in bear market. So, I mean, we are, and, and that's and that's are. how the U.S. closed. Yeah, so the U.S. closed was it S and P and Nasdaq both closed in bear. Did the Dow as well? Market. The Dow also entered bear territory today. The Dow, I think it did. I, the Dow, I think, got crushed more than anything else because I mean, well, percentage oh, wait, wise, it did no. better than everyone else. Right? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, but that's because it's weighted differently. I keep forgetting it that is it's price weighted, which is it, it which does is so, mess with it is it, which it's, is so well, ridiculous. That's why it's, that's I mean, why it's the it's I like the, the market most, cap weighting better. Yeah, that's why I find that the. You know, let's put it this way: uh, Dow thirty k is distinctly possible. Yeah, I know. Remember when we got you know? like, dude. Remember when we got those hats? Like, or not when we got those hats, but remember when those hats were popular? Like, everybody started buying those Dow thirty k hats. Yeah, because that was and a they, huge and, thing. And then, and then, right? Yeah, this was two years ago. And then every time that the Dow went over thirty k for a little bit, it'd be like the markets are great. They're over thirty k, and it's just like okay. And now they're uh, yeah. There's the same possibility. We'll be dead. Look, yeah. I still think there's there's a downside to this. I think at about twenty six thousand on the Dow, that's probably about where I'd say, okay, we've we've eliminated well, a lot of this crap, this crap game. Yeah. So this is the thing: is like whenever bear markets, like whenever we actually enter into a bear market territory, it's always a, it's about a, th- a third, right? A third of the market cap gets gets wiped away, and that's what they were yeah. saying on CNBC today. Which, if you have trust 
in CNBC, then yeah, I mean, take that for what you will. But that's what they said on CNBC today. Is usually it, it, you know draws down about a third, so right? Was, so if he said it's from the thirty six thousand that we were kind of around for all this, that yeah. takes us down to twenty four thousand. So, I think twenty six thousand is probably that's a look. I, I, and, and and for anyone's going, why is James yeah, I mean, twenty six thousand? I have no, I don't have a number. For me, it's just a, that's just the feeling. Is it about yeah. at about twenty six thousand? To me, that well, I, I feel like that was correct. For the time when we were hitting it, yeah. before we started to see like the Fed begin to inject money during what everyone was saying is, no, the market's great. And I'm like, then why is the Fed yeah. behaving as if it's not? Well, I mean, right? they, it's not like, the time where I say the Fed started to manipulate the market in a way that I yeah, because necessarily- it's, yeah, it's really unfair. Because like, when you put $7 trillion in, what do you think is going to happen? Hmm? And overnight too. And now we're pulling that back out at snail pace. Will it actually pull back? That's kind of the, like the uh, the golden question here, right? Is how rocky is this road going to be? Will it actually pull back? Is it a pullback or is people it? just cashing out, rotating out? Yeah. Um, well, I don't know why you have exactly. to, well, well, What I'll say is I don't know why you have to bring ice cream into this, but <laughs> I don't feel, I stand by that one. But <laughs> is this a legitimate with like pullback on um, what people are thinking? Yeah, I think it is. I think, And, and yeah. here's why. And, 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 this, and this is where we kind of get to crypto. I'm looking at my notes. So I put a note in our, so for those of you that know, we take notes of just different economic yeah, we things actually, that occur. We actually do. We do a, like, we do a little bit of prep. I mean, we have, a, we have um, a blank canvas that we just first. Yeah, we essentially have a board that we just put a bunch of stuff on. And then it's like, okay, which one of the which of these kind of tie together into a single narrative or six different yeah. narratives that we think we can tie together while drinking? Um, and how do we do that? <laughs> and so when I was looking at it, so at 4.30 this morning, Bitcoin mm-hmm. was down 11, approximately 11% at 4 o'clock oh. this morning. So 4 yeah, o'clock it was. on it, the 13th. And I'm going to look at it now, 14 hours yeah. later, and it's, where uh-huh. are you? What's today? Dang. Well, it's, as you're looking it up, I'll say this. So Luke Lloyd, my, my buddy that was on, that was your, he's your Blaine Gabbert. You're the Tom two Brady. Two weeks ago, yeah. Right? He's and, back, and he's been on he's, a few he, of our he, other episodes. Yeah, yeah like he's Luke. great. I, uh, who doesn't love Luke Lloyd? But he came on to Drunkenomics. Are you going to say a while ago um, when he was defending crypto and saying that 28,000 no, no, is no, probably no, no, its, no. its floor? No, oh. he's like, before the mics were hot, he told me, Bitcoin could reach 22,000. And he got scoffed at on Twitter because he said Bitcoin might go to 22,000. Well, and so here's, just, so here's the what thing. just happened. It's at 21.4 right now. It's down, so, Bitcoin is down 22% right now. So that's almost a quarter, right? It, and it, so, okay, so you said something about the, the crypto market cap. Yeah, so in, no, in, in November, when the crypto Since market- November or? So, so in November, what I'll say is in okay, November, let's just give you a picture. In November, when they checked the crypto market cap, it was approximately- Three billion dollars. So wow. there were three billion dollars in all yeah. in, in every like kind of crypto. So yep. Bitcoin, Ethereum, all of it. As That's of today, it is less than one billion. So it's less saying, than one billion. You know, but, um, potentially a sixty-eight percent ish decline in market cap. called a sixty-seven percent drop Yowza. since November. Wow. It, it, I mean, there's more than this. So over this weekend alone. Two hundred oh, yeah, billion weekend was this weekend. This, yeah, I saw that. I saw billion, that uh, yeah. wiped out. I saw that when um, I was just trying to enjoy my round of golf. I was just like, I, I was just trying to play golf and smoke a cigar, and then all of a sudden, I got a little chuckle at that. Yeah, I know. I saw. I, well, I, me too. I actually, actually, yeah. So actually, like my, my best trade for twenty twenty two was like I told you, you know, I paid one hundred twenty bucks to play in this event, and I won two hundred fifty. Yeah. Right, hey, best trade of twenty twenty two for sounds me. Sounds like right? you're a pro golfer uh, to me. <laughs> I okay. I mean. Me, uh, calm down. Uh, yep. <laughs> but um, either way, in the middle of the round, I saw that notification. Bitcoin market cap declined by about two to three hundred billion dollars 
or something yeah. like that. Or not crypto Bitcoin, as a crypto. whole. So, so for those you of you that also you know what they say about you can't spell crypto without cry. <laughs> you, can't, you can't spell Bitcoin without con. It's kind of my, my view on this. Close, close but, enough. Close but enough. But that's me. But, but remember a month ago yeah. we were talking. So um, in May, almost, I think it's probably exactly a month ago, we were talking about how um, at that yeah. point, 40% of Bitcoin investors were underwater. Right. Yeah. Right? We did so we knew that, that they, they purchased at a, they had, so 40% of Bitcoin wallets had unrealized loss. And this is when Bitcoin right? was around 38, 39,000, I think. No, that's right? when it was at 31,000. Oh, right? okay. so oh, I got that to, oh, to 31,000 a month ago. Um, wow. But from when these people have bought it, 40% of people were underwater. We also know Gosh. Or, because of non-movement and other th- and other factors people are guessing at, there is a yeah. guess that I think they say something like 20% of Bitcoin wallets are inaccessible for one reason or another. So in other words, people like forgot their password. Forgot their hacked, password. If they had it on an air-gapped, um, on an air-gapped, uh, yeah, they threw it away, uh, it got yeah. wet and destroyed, something like that, anything like that. Oof. So it's, that to Oof. me says 60%. Well, that's at 31,000. It's now $10,000 less expensive than that. Looking yeah. at Bitcoin right now, it's it's below twenty two thousand. Yeah, it's below twenty two thousand. So, I mean, the people that were saying, you know, that were laughing at Luke Floyd. Uh, well, I mean, I mean how I, wrong? How wrong was he? Twenty one one now. Bitcoin's now down twenty three percent. Yeah, I mean, right? what so, else? So people what, who, so if you're wondering where is the net, where is the bottom of Bitcoin, and the answer to that is it's somewhere. It, it's somewhere above zero, just because there are those people who cannot sell. Right. Now that they don't yeah. want to sell or are willing to absorb just, the loss to take cash, but they, they just think they, they don't they, have their password. Yeah, to I, the, I can't yeah. sell you selling. I can't access. Right. Mm-hmm. But still, we're at a point where it's OK. It's twenty one thousand one hundred sixty dollars and seventy five cents is the current trading. It's down twenty three point one six percent right now as I watch it. It's basically yeah. a straight line drop. Gosh, today. That's, that's just insane. You know, what do they say about Bitcoin? It's an inflation hedge. Or, or like you know those the, the Michael Saylors of this world, the Anthony Papianos. Let's say world. it's an inflation saying, edge. Exactly, because they're saying it's a better it's a better trading asset than the stock market. In my opinion, Bitcoin is just like the only utility behind Bitcoin is just trading around it. That's it. Well, in my opinion, but I'm a dinosaur apparently, and so are you apparently. Yeah, well, dinosaurs had a good run. Um, <laughs> they did for a while. At one point, at one point, the most dominant species on the planet. I think I don't know. I wasn't around back kind then. Kind of creatures, yeah. Believe it or not, yeah. No, they were, they were certainly beating yeah. mammals until mammals. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, everybody but, thinks but, I was around back then because I like Led Zeppelin and because I don't, I don't, I don't believe in Bitcoin as an actual exchange of uh, value well, neither, or store well, well, of value. I don't. Yeah, so, I wouldn't be. Uh, let's put it this way: know. if you if you bought Bitcoin twenty four hours ago, twenty three percent of it's gone right now. So yeah, I mean. Did it really store any value for you? Yeah, no. Um, and like, how do you discount Bitcoin? Like, you can't discount Bitcoin. Well, no it's one. Just, I mean, it, yeah, no you one's going to offer you Bitcoin at a discount because it doesn't make sense. Right. You can sell it. Uh, but yeah. I'm saying, like, a, a company like Apple, you could discount the per share value of Apple. Yeah. That that makes sense. Yes. Right? Well, I guess the other, and so, well, here's the other problem with um with the cryptocurrency world right now. Um, is that Celsius, the crypto bank, yeah. has frozen all its accounts. Okay, so now all of a sudden there's no liquidity. Now we have liquidity issues. Yep, we have right? a liquidity issue. We have, we're starting to have liquidity issues. Now we're starting to see a, not to blow this out of proportion, but a, a layman moment in cryptocurrency where a bank has dis- has has frozen the accounts of its customers. It's 1.7 yeah. million customers. Oh, wow. So that's, um, that's a lot of liquidity. Like, it's, 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 yeah, that's so, it's, so the way this, this bank works is it... it it's, it's, Aaron, go ahead and tell me where you hear the first red flag. It is a <laughs> cryptocurrency. It is a crypto yeah. bank. That's that was my mm-hmm. first red flag. 
Here's the next one. That's one it for me. It advertises that you can receive a yield of eighteen percent using the platform. How um, you deposit? Your, T- tell me how. You deposit, Somebody tell me how. You deposit your crypto with Celsius. The crypto is then loaned out to institutions and other investors, and then the revenue that Celsius earns on those loans, investors get get their okay, yield so, from that. Sorry to interrupt um, you. Huge flaw there because essentially what they're telling you is okay. Buy crypto from us, and what we're gonna do no, is you, with your crypto no, that you, you you give your crypto to us. You let us you let us borrow your crypto. Right. No, no, that's what I'm saying. So like you oh, buy okay, crypto yeah. from us because they're the ones providing the you know they're the ones providing the exchange, right? So you buy the crypto from them, and then they take your crypto and they let other people short it, right? They they lend it I out could, out of your account. Well, you don't have to buy your crypto from them. You could just loan them your crypto. But it's still one of those things where it's like either it's, yeah, but either, so either, buy either, someone sh- either someone's shorting against your crypto. Or they're hoping for the appreciation on your crypto when they return when they return your one Bitcoin to you or whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. But, so like basically what, what it comes down to is like if they're gonna borrow it from you, do you really own your, your crypto assets? Is, is well, yeah, I'm, and then, is and then see that and then the question logically I would ask is okay, what kind of lockup is there if I need to withdraw my funds exactly. tomorrow? So and the response if, they probably made is, well, uh you can do that except in exigent circumstances, blah 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 blah. Well, they've declared this an exigent circumstance, and no, they, so they've they locked can't. everyone they in. Oh my God! So many red flags. <laughs> You're All right. right. Okay. okay. Now, now let me so. tell you the number. Let me just throw some numbers between uh, from them October is- and May. So in May, so just last month, Dude, they not- had just shy of twelve billion dollars in assets on May seventeenth. Eleven point eight billion in assets. Wow. In October, they had twenty six billion in assets. <laughs> so the the CEL, which is the Celsius coin. Right, yeah. CELs. It's called. Oh yeah, yeah. Fifty yeah. percent in the last twenty-four hours. To me, yeah, no. To they, me, they, that, that is such a risky business model. Oh yeah. Like, wh- why would you? Uh, so many red flags. I mean, but basically, it's 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 a high risk business model for them mm-hmm. because are they are they protected against the downside at all? I mean, obviously not. Yeah, because they had to freeze all these. So obviously, the hindsight twenty twenty, like they, they weren't, but they were like, they clearly, clearly this this clearly Celsius was over leveraged. Yeah, but they're, now they're sitting here going, and they know that if there's a run, they can't pay. Yeah, but they're leveraging their clients' assets, so it's like, okay, you know, this is what we're gonna do. You buy you buy crypto at another firm, you bring it over to us, mm-hmm. so that we're now the custodians of it. Yeah, and because we're the custodian, we can do whatever the hell we want with it right we yeah. can lend it out and we can trade it around you know you know and all that kind of stuff right and and i think that's what they're trying to do and all of a sudden there was a mass liquidation well then suddenly the what underlying happens. whatever the underlying asset is sucks yes exactly um, you know can you imagine if you bought apple at 175 right now like it's the same thing well, it's, just same like, it's just like houses in 08 worse it's just like houses in 08 yeah. suddenly they aren't worth what they used to be. for and then foreclosures which like the equivalent? I mean, is, well, the is there an equivalent to that? Call, in but it's like I mean, the equivalent yeah. of the margin call if you were buying on margin, right? But that's but, but that's with stocks. Can, can you buy? Can you buy crypto on, on margin? I don't know. But either but way, I'm, I mean, this I'm, is I'm sure like there's a, someone that would offer you. And maybe Celsius was doing that. Maybe Celsius was the one that said, "Hey, you know what? Nobody out there is willing to to lend you uh, to lend you money to buy." Crypto. We'll sell you we crypto. Are. We'll sell you crypto at twenty percent discount if you leave it with us for a year after. And, that. and because you are, because like if you, if you buy a stock on margin, like the brokerage firm that you buy it from, they're allowed to take it from your Liquidate. account, 
Yeah, well, the, one, they're allowed to liquidate, but two, they're also allowed to lend it, right? So like, okay, so if you buy Apple on margin and someone over here wants a shorter on margin- They could use the shares that account. you don't actually own yet to- Yeah, well, because like, you, but you own on margin, right? So like, you know, so if you get the dividend, you still get, you know, you still get the dividend, but yeah, like, but it's, you know, it's, but if this person wants to short it, then it's okay, then the, the, you don't yeah, the own the shares. to cover yeah. both purposes. Yeah, exactly. So- Right, but with Celsius, it's crypto, which I don't know. It's, it's not just, health. It's, yeah, it's just it's, it's, it's extreme rabbit hole, and all of a sudden, this asset and the bottom loses, falls out. Yeah, this it loses twenty percent or twenty two percent in value over the weekend. What what else are you gonna do? Yeah, well, suddenly you've got you apparently everyone else on the street has noticed, or people are starting to notice that guy that's walking down the street that looks an awful lot like the emperor is in fact naked. There is nothing. There. Eureka? Yeah. But yeah, no, yeah, but I mean, it, to me, it, it just makes me wonder, like, because normally speaking, whenever there's a massive sell-off, like, there's some sort of rotation at least. Mm-hmm. But the fact that there is no rotation. And we're seeing that inversion between 2 and 10. We saw that twice today. I don't yeah. know if it held up, but we saw it for, you know, for a while today. But, you know... Everybody's leaving bonds. Everybody's leaving crypto. Everybody's leaving stocks. I mean, like, to be fair, I think everyone's going to cash, and it's I agree. and it's for one of two things. Um, one, they trust it. Two, I mean, <laughs> let's put this kidding, way. Yeah. yeah, let's put this way. If you sold your crypto yesterday, you're mm-hmm. still ahead, losing eight percent of it of your dollar value to inflation versus twenty three percent of your of your crypto to the markets as of today. I guess yeah. it's what well, you're coming out ahead. To me, that kind of brings me to like the real Fed funds rate, right? Which we Absolutely. talked about on Instagram on our Instagram yeah, we account. Yeah, we had that because, great we had that great story. Yeah, cuz we po- we posted that story about the real Fed funds rate. I think it know, might and, and, I'm looking at I'm looking at Bitcoin again. It might be it might be about to go under 21,000. Oh, is it still moving that bad? Oh yeah. Oh no. That's terrible. That's terrible, man. But I mean, like the real Fed funds rate, I mean, in America, it's negative. Yep. And I think- Most you know, of Europe, it's ne- all of Europe, it's negative. Well, I, no, no, no. It's not even close. Like for Europe, it's it's just terrible. The ECB finally announced a plan, which like, it was one of those things where it's like, dude, okay, are you guys going to do something about this or or what? Like, yeah, it, we talked about it last week. It, it, finally, so it said there is a plan, right? And the ECB went- Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. we totally have a plan here. Yeah. yeah, it was fine for a minute. And then the same guy in Europe who said- do you, we have a plan, right? It's not saying, okay, what is the plan? And they're like, oh, well, uh, and they kind of just like reached like at the closest thing they can grab. And they were like, bam, got it. Um, this is within arm's reach. This is a plan to uh, raise interest rates by- They're going to raise um, key interest rates by 25 basis points. Yeah. So further increases yeah, will be the first time in 11 years that they have which is just, raised rates. I mean, you and I both know, I mean, is that a solid plan? I like, mean- it it is it is no more or less solid than raising the the interest rates the Fed raising interest rates by twenty five percent two months ago. Well, this it, is the it, thing. It is. is I guess it is it is maybe the exact same plan. It is um, late, not enough. Yeah. Oh yeah, so a daily dollar uh, short. Yeah, so welcome to the club, ECB. Welcome yeah. to the club. Except for you're more you're like a dollar fifty late and you're a day late. A day and a half you're a day short. late and a euro short. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, but a little more because. It, they're not a day late. The no. ECB is like no, they're three probably months about late. a year late. <laughs> yeah, I know. I feel yeah. I mean, but the real Fed funds rate, in case you guys are wondering what that is, yeah. is basically just the, the interest rate of that country or that region for 
the European Union. Less inflation. Yeah, exactly. So basically, um, right now in the US, the interest rate is what, 1% minus the 8.3 or now, I guess, 8.6% inflation that we're seeing from this last print. Right. Um, that's the real, that's the real interest rate. Or negative six yeah, something. That's, the, it's, that's it's, the real Fed funds rate. That, that's basically the risk-free rate. So if you park your money at the Federal Reserve. That's the real effect um, on your buying power. Of yeah. just letting it sit. Exactly. So right. basically, you know, um, how are we going to discount equities when the 10-year yield is now 3.2% and the two-year yield is now 3.2%? It's, it's pretty much the same. The, the 10 and the two are almost the same right now, which is just a, um, to me, it screams recession. I don't know what it does to you, James, yeah, but to me, it screams recession. I see real market turmoil. I hear... I, I see that there's there's actual pain in in markets, yeah. especially. I mean, let's look at it. Let's go. It's causing us. So we got incredibly high fuel prices, incredibly high food prices. Um, that hurts yeah. people at the bottom. Always, always. hurts them first. It hurts them first and hurts them more. Yeah. Um, you know, is this all supply chain based? No, no. Um, it's really hard for me. The supply chain hasn't it, helped though. But it has yeah. not helped. But at the same time. If the gas companies and the oil companies are going to post record profits, they probably shouldn't do it at the same time as they're going. Yeah, this these prices are but really hurting us too. But, but no, but they're not posting record profits well, anymore. Well, they, they are not anymore. But then you've also they're got not. if you've got last year when we had um, we had meat producers who were showing record who were showing increasing profits on decreasing sales. There's only one way yeah, to do but, that, uh, but, and it's not and and because they're not more efficient. Yeah, but this is the thing about so I don't know that much about like the meat producers and stuff, but the oil producers have only been charging the spot price. Y- yes, you know, and I don't know who's in charge of the spot price, but to my knowledge, it's supply and demand of the actual like the actual open market. But that's just this is my knowledge, right? So the yeah. oil companies have not wavered off the spot price. And a lot of oil lease agreements have been canceled, right? A lot of new leases have been canceled. So that's that's mm-hmm. all I'm going to say. You can take the information. You can take the information, do whatever you want with it. But I know a lot of lease agreements have been canceled. I mean, uh, which is not good. I mean, but it's also, you, you know, I have no idea. I don't know what political pressures are are that these oil companies are facing. But I'm just saying. It's one of those things where like, okay, if you're going to drive the scarcity of this, of course, profit's going to go up. Yes. Because and, and so, so yeah. as of last quarter, I can say so. BP recorded 6.2 billions in profits or its highest quarterly profit in a decade. Yeah. But if you're going to drive a scarcity, um, like, it, I don't know. Like, I, I profits don't, from last year. Yeah. But this is the thing is Q1. like, I mean, there's, there's so much scarcity in oil and in energy. Oh yeah. No, so, I'm, I'm saying they're taking, know, they're certainly taking advantage of. But what else are you going to do? Like it's, of the issue uh, with Russia. Yeah. Of the issues of Russia, but, but it's also, but it's also like, okay, so, I mean, they didn't waver off the spot price. I mean, no, if you want to argue no, about they're, how they're, fast, they're, they're how fast. They're, I mean, they're they're, they're yeah. not, and 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 I know there are a if bunch you, of them are going to book losses this quarter if they didn't book them last quarter for exiting Russia. Well, yeah, look, I'm not, I'm not saying that. I, I am saying that if you want to know why, my view is on why inflation kind of accelerated the way it got is that these companies saw that they could. And in keeping with their fiduciary responsibility to shareholders, they did raise prices in a. Ref- the, oil, the oil companies, oil companies, or food companies, about? they all did. I think they all yeah. did. Because the oil companies uh, specifically, the oil companies had to, had, are trying to recoup twenty twenty losses. Remember, they lost a lot of money in twenty twenty. Right, they so did, they're trying but, to get, make that back. Right, but but if you look at their track record, like oil companies don't control the spot price. They really don't. No. At the end of the day, essentially, what they're charging is. What people are willing to pay for it. Fair. So what I'll say is there was corporate greed. It's probably not in the driver's seat anymore, but it certainly got us here. It, it certainly helped us on our way in this direction of this road trip. And now that we're here, well, well, I mean, you know me, like I, I, 
I don't like OPEC. No, I don't Um, like any cartel. Exactly. I I don't like any bureaucracy. So, you know, I blame OPEC. Yep. Um, I blame OPEC, the Russians for starting a a war that they're not going to win. Yeah. So like Russia, Russia really only contributed to like the last dollar of the last of the $5 increase or or, excuse me, of the $3 increase in oil. Right. So like which is still a massive amount. Absolutely. But like the first $2 is like, okay, like where did that come from? But you know, in my opinion, uh, OPEC, I think, has been completely irresponsible. In my opinion, if you really drain the strategic petroleum reserve, it really wouldn't do anything, no. in my opinion. It like comes out too slowly, and it doesn't... It, it's not going it, to... It's, it's not enough. Yeah, like, it doesn't fix the issue. And also, like, if we do drain it all, like, the oil industry knows that, like, they're going to need to replenish that. Yeah, like, eventually they're like going to sell them oil so, and put back in the reserve, right? So it's yeah, like, okay. so it's not like... And it's also supposed to be used for emergencies. So, like, if all of a sudden oil is completely cut off from the rest of the world, or if all of a sudden, like, some terrorist attack blows up all these oil fields or whatever it is, like, okay, well, we have this, you know, the reserves that can, you know, keep us afloat for a couple of days. Yeah. That's what, it, that's what it's there for. So Correct. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I'm freaking drunk. <laughs> but if you don't have your own strategic oil reserve, if you don't have your own strategic liquor reserve, you can always help us at Drunkadomics our strategic liquor reserve oh, no. while you build your own. Are you checking us out at drunkenomics.myspreadshop.com D-R-U-N-K-E-N-O-M-I-C-S Yeah, that was great. Oh, no, you did it. Yeah, that was it. That was it. You can check out our merch. It's pretty cool. It lets everyone know what you're about. I don't know. It's a pretty sweet swag. Yeah, we have black hoodies. It helps us. Darker black hoodies. Yeah, we have all that stuff. If it's hot where you are, so 111 degrees in Arizona, 104 degrees in Lincoln today, we have utterly sleeveless Tank tops, tank tops, so that you can, you know, suns out, guns out. Yeah, I'm no, um, I'm no longer advertising for hoodies. I mean, tank tops it is. Until the winter, at least, yeah. You yeah, can check us out at patreon.com slash drunkenomics. Uh, once again, D-R-U-N-K-E-N-O-M-I-C-S. Oh, nice. And yeah. there, um, you can help us keep the Drunkenomics strategic yes. drinking reserve in place. The whiskey not reserve. Just or the beer yeah, reserve, it's, it's whatever. The strategic yeah. syrup reserves, the strategic ice reserves. The ice reserves. Uh, that's a, have to keep the it, lemons reserve. I would say lemon reserves, but I can't, can I, Aaron? Okay, dude, I'm sorry, man. I brought a list. <laughs> I brought a grocery list to the grocery store, and somehow I still forgot to buy lemons. So right now, there is. Happened. So right now, unfortunately, there is no strategic lemon reserve. No, there is not. Yeah. And um, so I have myself to blame. That's it. <laughs> Nobody else. Yeah. But, but with that in mind, um, really appreciate you guys filling and killing with us. Um, hopefully you had a nice dram of whatever it is that you like to drink in front of you. Um, I mean, I know the market's tumultuous. Seriously, just be, be patient. I got two predictions for the week. They're going to keep going down till at least Wednesday. We're going to see 75 basis point hike on Wednesday. That mm-hmm. might calm markets. It probably won't, but it'll at least it'll well, at least show it'll at least show that the Fed's trying. Ultimately, the question is: Is it priced in or is it not? So well, they have two days. Yeah, exactly. They have two days. And if you don't know, all I can tell you is: you know, it'll help if you play chestnut checkers. It'll yep. help if you fill and kill. I really appreciate you drinking with us. Every jam of whiskey I've had with you guys has been fantastic. I've loved them all. And uh, well, I guess from there, don't. Only thing to say is, stay drunk and amical, guys. Cheers, my friend. Cheers. <laughs>